0: Hello to all of our wonderful listeners and welcome to episode 21 of the Reenactors Ramble. And oh my we've lost track of what day it is and all sense of reality it's a strange old time of year between Christmas and New Year we just got no idea what's going on drinking Guinness and eating a bar of chocolate for breakfast is absolutely acceptable at this time of year and we're here to fill the winter covid Christmas void of reenacting and if you can squeeze us in alongside all those classic war movies on at the moment. Then uh, then that'll be absolutely awesome. And I'm uh, very grateful that I'm joined again by my
1: uh, one of my best buds, Andy. How's your festive period been? Hey, how you doing, Richie? You know what? It's been a blinder. I don't know what day it is. I don't wanna know what day it is, because I know what day I've got to be back to work. So that's how I'm trying to play that game. It's that kind of really weird lull from Boxing Day to kind of New Year's Eve onwards, you know, mm. it's just oh, it's it's not a good time for anybody, to be fair, but Trying to make it the best we
0: can. Yeah, it's the best and worst of times, isn't it? Sort of. You don't want to get out of bed and you want to enjoy those days, but then you just don't know well, where we're going. And I haven't Bridges even spoken to you for
1: ages, have I? I haven't seen no. you. Spoke to you for ages, so this is a really good catch up.
0: It is, mate. It is. You know, pretty anyone listens out there, yeah. Andy and I have genuinely not really spoken, so it's a, it's a bit of a catch up for us, getting back to a bit of normality. I guess outside of work um and just sort of getting into a bit of a routine and and getting the reenactors ramble back up and running on a regular basis with uh, with Andy and I going forward in there uh, to start 2021 with yeah. an absolute bang there as well um and today we uh, we're going to attempt to get back into that little bit of routine um by discussing the funny bits we're going to be talking about some of the funniest moments in the last 15 years of our reenactment careers Do you know what? We could have done 10 episodes on this, right, Andy?
1: Yeah. You know what? We have um, a bit of a banter blinder when we're sat with each other at events and with some of the other members. We do have some really funny stories. So hopefully we can try and recreate some of those, not personal moments, but the ones that maybe people can relate to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, It's great to have you back, Andy, as well. Um, So did did Santa Claus bring you uh, anything in uh, in your kit bag this year?
1: He brought me a a record player. Did he? (laughs) He did. Do you know nice. what? I I don't ask for much and I'm not that hard to buy for, but people tend to either not want to buy me anything, maybe, or they just uh, buy me some really strange things. So uh, the family wanted to get me a record player because I've got a lot of vinyl that's in the loft and I can't do anything with. So that's what we did. What about you, Richie? What did you get? Um,
0: uh, nothing. I guess for the old kit bag, um, there really. I think I bought myself a couple of bits, uh, nice leather jerkin and a um, a nice new book, again about the Seventh uh, Galloway Battalion. But no, apart from that, it's more about trying to. Uh, I guess yeah, just just with COVID and everything, just trying to have a yeah. nice family Christmas and uh and and put possessions to one side and uh, and you know think about family and obviously those that also paid the sacrifice as well. So
1: that's uh, sure. It's good sentiments actually
0: yeah all the way yeah yeah definitely so i guess at this stage we should have a, a statutory parental advisory warning <laughs> that, uh, explicit content is no but no doubt about to follow over the next uh, hour or so so we do apologize in advance if you are easily offended um it's probably best to turn off now um but i'm sure none of our listeners are easily offended uh by now as well so so tune in so so andy where are we gonna start i mean oh god I've got a, I've got a good few memories in front of me there. Um, I'm going to start from the top of probably one that, that stood out. And for anyone listening, this is, um, this is the funniest moments. These are things that Andy and I have both shared. We've both been present for over the years and things that just stand out with not too much explaining there. Uh, and we'd love to hear all of your funny moments as well. We want to share some of those moments because it is a wonderful hobby and some of your best memories are always, uh, with, with your best, uh, buds and, and friends in your groups as well. So. So one of the ones that always stands out for me, and I think probably half of the memories um on this podcast are gonna be of a chap named Phil. We'll call him Phil. That's is his actual name, but um and Phil is uh, a funny character in our group. Um He speaks like this. He's from <laughs> 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 but, um oh, Phil is uh, Phil is one of the idiots of the group. He is you know, if you tell Phil to uh For example, we asked him to to roll through some fire for a bit of film footage. He does it without even questioning it. And we were at the Victory Show in 2017 and it was absolutely lashing it down. I think I posted a few pictures a week, a couple of weeks ago of um, the guys putting up some camouflage nettings above a a tank destroyer in the rain. It was absolutely pissing down and the guys were drenched. And obviously for anybody that knows about reenacting events and camping, there isn't very many places to dry your clothes. And also not very many places to grab a shower. So Phil being the efficient, inspirational, uh, you know, ingenious man that he is, he had a true moment of inspiration. Now yeah. Phil's moment of inspiration was to get the wet clothes off of his back and to get absolutely 110% bollock naked during this thunderstorm <laughs> and to uh, stand in the middle of a, a, a camp, which is strong of about 50, 60 people about a hundred feet wide and and pretty much in prime position at the victory show. I can't remember if public were around public were around at this point, but just picture I this. There's a guy who's hit. he's what, 27, 28. Yeah he's bald as a coot, not only on his head but his entire body. This is a man uh good friend of ours <laughs> but who likes to uh his entire body. Uh, we call him the we call him the tapeworm for for one of the reasons. <laughs> but, but, so a picture Picture this bald man who looks a little bit like Voldemort, stood in the middle of a campfield in the pissing rain. Who has a little thing of mint redox shower gel, and he's and he's lathering a, a nice little soap <laughs> up on his body in the rain in the middle of a show with thousands of people. And all these people are looking at the tents, thinking,
1: "What is this guy doing?" Do you remember Andy? Yeah. And he was um he was he was shouting out, saying, "Someone get me back, will you? Someone get me back." And he was, yeah. you know, I think the Scott ran over with some <laughs> a sponge or whatever. Started doing his back for him. It was just absolutely yeah. ridiculous.
0: And I mean, he, he, there was no modesty. He was, you know, he was, he was. It was fully on show, oh. bouncing around, and he was like leaping over things. <laughs> 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 he was leaping over things and jumping over, and they were bouncing all over the place. <gasps> He was running yeah. from tent to tent and asking people to give him a hand. Oh, Jesus Christ. So Timmy. that was a oh, God, that was a good... Oh, do you know and what? And then, and then you know, Go Dale, Dale got the fire bucket full of water and <laughs> chuck, chucked it over him to rinse him off. Jesus Christ. So, I mean, I think yeah. half of these stories are going to involve uh, either either nakedness or alcohol, but that was a good one well, to uh, to kick us off there as well. Um, and we'll keep rolling them off here. Andy, Andy, what what's up next?
1: The thing with... Uh, I was going to say, we could have a whole episode called phil and uh it could just be about him going back to just him another funny hey, d- moment d- d- know
0: what? he's been gagging to get on the podcast hasn't he oh he has and he's- for any of the listeners out there <laughs> we've avoided having phil on the podcast because <laughs> jesus i'm not i think we'd be banned from uh from every podcast uh you know provider out there in the country but maybe we'll get him on just for a bit of laugh. He'll come on <laughs> maybe we could do an episode like this <laughs> anyway anyway we'll carry on so go on jonesy what was your next one i was
1: gonna say normandy going in with the same guys this uh this chap is we're, we're in this like this three four story building in in the center of the saint Gleece.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god how many I, I bet you've been dreading saying that haven't you why have... can you not why can you not say saint Mary marynglees
1: I don't know. I just got to do it. <laughs> I keep thinking I'm French and going, so <laughs> i oh,
0: So we'll just call it SME then. Call it SME okay. and that'll do. The Saint
1: yeah. mayor, the Saint mayor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're all putting our kit away or getting ready or whatever. And Phil's walking around, balling naked. And it's like, Phil, he's like, what? He's like, you, you're naked. He goes downstairs, Dale, you know, the boss is stood there going, ah, for fuck's sake, Phil, we stop walking away. Oh, Jesus! I'm having my cheese and crackers, you know. And it's just, it's just him. He just doesn't oh. care. He is no always
0: naked. Modesty. Always naked, man. Yeah. Oh,
1: but it's no. Apart from apart from that, we've got lots more about film. We'll touch on him later. But well,
0: you're a Normandy there. So I mean, I think yeah. okay. Go there's on. a few. There's a, we we we've talked about uh, Normandy in episode three <clears throat> very slightly, but we probably didn't go into. Uh, some of the personal funny moments there I think and there was a whole load of that trip and one of the first things that springs to mind is a guy called Scott in our group who um is a huge huge second ranger sort of fan and historian I don't know if fan's the right word but you know he's so committed to uh to yeah, the the that we have within the group. yeah. so you can imagine this guy who's you know 30 years old absolutely you know overwhelmed with excitement to get to to all of these landmarks and to see and obviously Scott had got a little bit too carried away on the uh, the first night we'd got there we'd been drinking with the current serving 101st and 82nd Airborne troops wow. Scott had got so pissed again that he was uh, he was uh, he was vomiting into the toilet upstairs in this apartment in St. Mary please <laughs> 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 I can't was, I, ca- I can't wait to go to point to <laughs> <laughs> well, he was being sick as well
1: Oh, the signs are killing, it but just, do you remember who was behind him rubbing his back? Oh, uh,
0: yeah, naked, Phil Phil. Was behind him <laughs> rubbing his back. Come on, come on, get it up while flicking his knob off his back. That was just like for <laughs> God's sake. Oh, we got it in video again, but anyway, fast forward to D Day, right? 2019, oh, no. 75th anniversary. The morning starts so well. We have breakfast, we put our kit on, we're interviewed yeah. by TV stations, we're interviewed by radio stations, very respectful. And for anyone that hasn't been to Normandy on the actual 75th anniversary of d uh, there's bars, there's food stalls and St. Mary Glees is blocked off, there's roadblocks and it's just a big carnival atmosphere there. So, you know, come half past nine, 10 o'clock, the bar's open, oh, let's get, let's get a drink. And copious amounts of alcohol were consumed this day. I think, I think each of us spent about 200 euros or something. We, we oh. must have consumed about 20 pints, um, in the, in the one yeah. day, um, you know, all in the spirit of celebration, of course, but. So many things happened this day. So many things happened this day. Okay. I mean, where well, did you we start?
1: Well, so we can start with obviously, we had a about midday. Um, we met a group of um, guys, there were civilians, wanted some photographs. We obliged, where you from? I said, Liverpool, and that was it. And it's not a funny moment, but it was a really personal moment where literally about 25 30 people started singing, You'll Never Walk Alone. In the minute, <laughs> and if I, I thought that it was it was it was a really magical moment for a Liverpool fan, but also. From Liverpool, and it's so kind of poignant. But you move forward from that moment. I'm not a big drinker, and I, it was quite a hot day. But by five o'clock, I said, "I'm just going to go back to the room because I know <laughs> how my body works. I know what's happening to me." And when I was in my youth, I'd go away and chuck up somewhere private and come back and bounce back. <laughs> but these days, 45 years old, so I just fall asleep, and it doesn't matter. I could st- sleep standing up. So for dignity went back to the uh, the room and I fell asleep till about, I think it was about nine o'clock actually. Woke up with a start, looked outside and thought, oh, I'm missing the party, missing the party. <laughs> Came downstairs only to find one of our boys. Didn't have the same kind of sentiments. We found him in a hedge. <laughs> We'll talk about this boy. Uh, should we, should yeah, we I mean, name him?
0: Should we name him? I, I don't think we should name him because there's so many stories that are pretty embarrassing. That we'll just call him. Um, we'll call him Person X. Maybe we should do that. Person X. We'll, we'll call him Person X. So Person X had uh, had, had a good drink as well. And uh, for anybody that knows the the stop bar in uh, in Saint Mary Glee's, it's uh, it's a bar on, on the corner near the toilets in the square opposite the church, and it's very much sort of the focal point of the the atmosphere and the drinking every yeah. night for a sort of two week period um and the the current serving us forces are there and anyway long story short this guy is so drunk that on the 75th anniversary of d-day and i'm quite embarrassed about this but it's also absolutely hilarious he is laid completely flat on his back (laughs) like half in a hedge and we're just used to him he obviously gets that pissed all the time and he's just having a little nap because we know that he's going to wake up in half an hour and get back on it and people are coming over, like checking if he's still alive, you know, and there's dogs like sniffing around and like pissing, <laughs> cocking the legs and pissing on him. And troops are coming over and like, oh, we need to take him to the aid station. We're like, he's fine. In half an hour, he'll get up and he'll have another beer. And he was laid there in his eyes. Like he looked like he was unconscious, didn't he? Honestly, it was He wasn't though. He was crazy. fine.
1: You know, we've got oh medics God, in the yeah. group. Oh, he was absolutely fine. Oh. You know, some
0: of the US guys were like starting on us. Like, you know, you're not looking after your friend. It was like, hey, we're British. This is what we do. We,
1: he'll get up in a bit. I think I actually propped well. him up. I actually propped him up. So he was almost like a kind of a guy fork. <laughs> so no one yeah. would, and I think I maybe put a phone on his chest and he was talking to his, uh, you know, his family back home or something. I don't know. Yeah. but it was just- you know, and, I,
0: and I guess for anyone listening, you know, it probably sounds fairly disrespectful. Like, trust me, we paid a lot of respects during that trip. And, oh, yeah. you know, I think after sort of 10, 11 o'clock on that day, it was just party time um, for everybody there as well. And uh, you mentioned going to bed there, John. I remember <laughs> walking into that, that jeet. And you were face down on the uh, on oh. the bed, sort of spread eagle, face down, with your hat still on and your jacket unbuttoned, and you <laughs> stayed there pretty much the whole night. That was about seven o'clock, and I went back at like one in the morning. Oh. And you were still laid there in the same position. No, I'm pretty sure I oh, came
1: back down because you and I yeah. d- uh, walked around uh, the square. I did a bit of yeah, a, we did, a live we did, cast, yeah. yeah, I'm sure which is, you, we,
0: but- which is where we found one of the other guys, bloody. uh, <sighs> You know, again, lost in a pizza shop. Lost in a pizza shop three doors down from where we were staying, couldn't find his way home. Absolutely hilarious. Um, but again, you're per- person X, we'll call him person X again. So I think the yeah, best bomb. the next best thing about this t- <laughs> is per- person X got very, very drunk, as we mentioned, and kept drinking more and he went to bed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it's evil. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't help this. So person X,
1: um,
0: I woke up about four o'clock in the morning because I could just hear, <laughs> hear a bit of a commotion outside the room. Uh, what is that? I hear the washing machine going. <laughs> we walked out. <laughs> and the guy, so it's like, it like nine people on this place where we were staying. And the guy that, person x was sharing with was was washing the bed sheets in this sort of upstairs utility room absolutely furious and it turned out that person x had got so drunk and he was sharing a bed with this other guy in the group that he just absolutely pissed the bed and not even for a second not like one of those things where you realize a full-on like bucket of piss in the bed and it just went all over. he was like laid on his side which went all over oh. the guy next to
1: him <laughs> oh my god we cannot. So, ta- like, no, no, we can't say where even. We can't even mention the actual accommodation for this reason. No,
0: no absolutely not. But that was hilarious. Yeah, just absolutely. Four. And the, the, the worst thing is, the poor guy that got pissed oh. on a few years ago. The same thing happened to him. So, so, the guy was sleeping in a U.S. pyramidal tent and laying in the corner. And one of the young guys in the group, for whatever reason, walked over to the corner of the pyramidal <laughs> tent and just got his knob out and started pissing on him thinking it was at the toilet. So this poor guy has already laid in the corner of a pyramidal tent and being pissed on previously all over his kit. And then, you know, fast forward a couple of years, he's in Normandy on D-Day and he's getting pissed on again. (laughs)
1: They
0: keep following him. Oh my God, the poor
1: guy. And you know what? We, as a kind of a, not a form of discipline as such, but as a case of, to the young lad, you know, you need to go and apologise to this fella and we're going to leave it to him to just, to determine what kind of action he's going to take. Cause he can go two ways here. <laughs> he can ask you to wash his stuff or he's going to give you a hiding. <laughs> Which one do you want? <laughs> Poor lad. You know what I mean? Oh, it was just God. ridiculous, but we've got um, uh, going back to kind of pyramidals. I've got one occasion many years ago. Oh, I think I just started and it was about uh, eight o'clock. We had this guy in the, uh, the group. He's not with us anymore. Thank God. And he walked He walks in to a pyramidal with an alarm clock, but the alarm clock was a uh, an SMG, a, a Thompson, and he let off mm. about five six yeah, rounds in my,
0: in my face.
1: It, was it your face? It was you on yeah, it. It was, yeah, yeah, it was me. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, because I've got it actually on film because I walk, I, saw, I watched, watched him walk across the camp with this thing, and I thought, what's he gonna do? And he walks in, lets it off, and I, I got me got it on my phone, and all I can hear from the tent is you f- beep beep. Just explanatories, you know, and oh, he man. walks back out. Oh, what a yes. strange
0: man. What a strange man. We got we different? You, do, do
1: we name him? Do we name him? No, it's yeah. liable, isn't
0: it? <laughs> we probably, it? We probably shouldn't do that yet. Uh, he was called Creepy Something, that's all we'll say.
1: Yeah, because he was a, a creepy so-and-so. But uh, <laughs>
0: Creepy person, yeah, yeah. Strange I man, mean, strange man.
1: Anyway, this so was... What's, go on,
0: what's sorry. next, Andy? What, <sighs> what else have we got on there? So we got the SMG and the Thompson there. What else is on your... Uh, what, what else has made your top funniest moments list?
1: Do you know what? I, um, I'm, I'm, I made a list um, before and I thought about the amount of times that we've had to get from A to B in transit and we've tried to do it um, with the original nature. So we're talking Jeeps and Dodgers, GMCs. And when the public go home, either it be pick, uh, Pickering or Victory, we tend to go to a bar or visit some friends. And in one particular case, it was at, I think it was Armour Embarkation, down in Weymouth. And we were in the Dodge and we'd gone to a local bar and we thought we'd pile into the the Jeep on the way back. We always have a designated uh, uh, non-drinking driver. And in this case, it was Steve. And he drove us back. But we piled into this Dodge and a load of um, girls who were on the camp got in. And one particular girl, she was rather robust. (laughs) And all (laughs) I remember was when we were all piled in. And a, a Dodge can hold what? six, seven guys, you know, comfortably, just whatever. Nah, this girl wanted to take it to the level. She piled in, a couple of friends piled in, a couple of their friends piled in. And although we were only on private land and not actually on tarmac, you know, going across this bloody field, it was hilarious. Because, you know, you're all uh, merry, you've all had a few drinks, but you're all on top of each other. It's like the the world's biggest pile-on where you're thinking... I'm glad I'm not on the bottom of this because everyone's just literally just piled up high. And we've got a a couple of those memories at different events, I think. They've always been quite fun. But I think... um,
0: Yeah, Clown in the Back, all singing songs, you know, original wartime songs on there. You know, you've all got bottles of beer in your hands, spilling it. it all over the place, you know. And I guess there's no like pinpoint funny moment there, but the entire experience is just absolutely hilarious. I mean, I recall moments in... Um, in the back of, a um, a, an ambulance, uh, I think it's an Austin ambulance, yeah. um, from, uh, from Duxford going off to the pub there and we come back absolutely leathered and there's sort of 10 of you in the back of a, a World War Two ambulance singing, uh, all sorts of songs and singing Jerusalem and, you know, oh <laughs> God, hilarious.
1: But these are things that people who are listening can relate to because they've all got stories where they've piled in with friends um, into some yeah, capacity, yeah you know
0: or maybe not you know i mean i don't know how many people have sat in the back of an austin ambulance you know on a, on one of the most famous wartime airfields of all time singing a classic british song and piling out falling all over the place like you know and those things bring you close to what those guys experienced and and speaking about um bringing yourself close to what those guys experienced in alcohol and fun times and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, do you know, one of my best memories of, and is, and it, it's probably more of a, a positive than a, than a funny, but it was absolutely hilarious as well. East Kirkby or Kirby as you like to call it. Um, and at East Kirkby, uh, the, you know, for anyone that doesn't know East Kirkby is inside Lincolnshire, it's very close to Coningsby. Um, and Scampton, home of Six One Seven Squadron, the Dambusters, and Lincolnshire is known as Bomber Country uh, or Bomber County, Bomber Country, whatever you want to call it, um, because that's where most of the wartime British uh, Bomber Command but bo- uh, not air bo- bomber command bases were were stationed uh, and located. Um, and those pilots would, um, you know, when they were went on sorties, they would be uh, they would be or an ops sorry not sorties, they would be in the pub drinking each night with their mm. with their pals. And, uh, fortunately, I mean, I think it's closed now actually, but there was a, a small pub called the Red Lion just next to East Kirkby. And it's an absolutely fantastic event. I can't wait to get back there. Um, but there's a pub, I which is a way. short five minute walk away from, uh, from the airfield. And that's where the airmen used to drink and obviously the ground crew and everything else. So you're in this pub, which has got the roof and the ceilings and the tables carved with the names of, uh, the crews that flew from that airbase. and we're we're there and they put karaoke on on like a Friday or Saturday (laughs) night. And I remember all sat sort of around the karaoke, very, very cautious. Who's going to go first? And you know what I'm like, I'm an absolute gobshite. I can't (laughs) sing. I can't sing for Toffee. It's you all right. Um, I can't sing. But anyway, I'm I'm always the first one up, right? Always the first one up. And I remember saying to the guys, I'm good on the karaoke. And everyone was like, oh no, 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 no. Again, fuck that. Fuck that. I'm not good on the karaoke. You're not doing that. And I was like, come on, let's do it. My first song on karaoke is always You've Lost That Love and Feeling by the Right <laughs> Brothers. Um, closely followed by uh Jimmy Ruffin, What Becomes of the Broken Hearted. But I remember saying I'm going up and I'm going up and I gave my sort of note secretly to the man yeah. on the karaoke. Uh, and it's probably worth pointing out that we're all wearing either RF uniform or Kings on Scottish Borders uniform, pretty much. Um mm, yeah. you know, the Kings on Scottish Borders were based um actually at Woodhorse Spa as well. Um, so, you know, it was very, very apt and we're all in wartime uniform and we're singing, you know, not necessarily wartime songs, but we're singing karaoke in this bar and everyone's taking the piss out of me, we laughing the heads off and that led to everybody go, you had to go, everybody went up and was singing karaoke in this bar and it was a right howl, you know, the, the, the guys behind the bar were passing us sort of, um, you know, bottles of whiskey on the house and just saying, pass that around you and get it necked and we were just all wow. singing karaoke. You know, it was absolutely hilarious, wasn't it? Every single one yeah, of us had they, a little
1: go. Everyone did. The yeah. owner got up, his daughter got up. and They had the locals, apparently they were coming in and we were told by someone, this is never like this, this is always empty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, but everyone was piling in. It's amazing. Yeah.
0: People uniforms, singing karaoke, you know, it, it, it gives you a slight connection to what it was like for those guys. I mean, you know, albeit without getting in a Lancaster the next day and, and you know, going yeah, off to of meet your, your, your fair, whatever that might, may be, but still you know, mm. absolutely hilarious moment, I think, uh, for us there as well. But anyway, Andy, that's enough of me. Uh, back to your
1: list. I think uh, if we're going to events, I'm going to mention the Operation Ridge event. Um, it's a private event once a year up um, Derby Way. And uh, this year, I'll go with what, I, what happened to me. You've got to imagine you're in the tent. It's, it's. I think it's February, is it? January, late January, February? Mm-hmm. February, yeah. It's, it's freezing. You know, you've got frost on the ground. You've know, slutched the whole caboodle. And we're in a tent talking about the operation with a couple of lads. And I've got my back. I've kind of taken a knee. And I've got my back, my right flank here, um, just not far from a belly stove that's obviously piping hot. And I'm thinking, this is really nice. This this is toasty. <laughs> and Scott, as dry as he can be, he's, he's sitting on his cot. He's looking at me He goes, Andy, what? You're on fire, mate. What? You're on fire. (laughs) Not like, Andy, you're on fire. Water, splash, whatever. You're on fire, mate. I went, what? Look, and true true enough, my whole back had burned to hole. It actually deteriorated away. It hadn't actually caught fire, but it had gone through the uh, first layer of my um, M43, and then the pile, and it was actually burning me five-button jumper, and it was just she coming through. I was like, Oh, oh. <laughs> I went outside, <laughs> put me handed all over the slutch, started by me back. I wasn't burned whatsoever, but I thought, what the hell? So I had to walk around for the couple of days that we were there with this great big hole in me back. Oh, I ended up coming God. home. I don't know. I had uh, a shelter half up in the loft, you know, that I was using uh, for scraps and bits and bobs. So I've ended up, it's not far off the same kind of material, really just sticking it on and uh, sewing it together with some original thread from that time period. So, and you know, I might sell it in the future and say it's battle damage. That yeah, <laughs> smell it, it's still yeah, field. <laughs> field, <damage>. field repair,
0: <laughs> genuine field repair.
1: No, it's just definitely, it was just his face. You know, I thought, not a care in the world. Andy, you're on fire, mate. You're on fire. <laughs> He's like that,
0: though, isn't he? He never, he doesn't have the charisma sometimes in those moments, <laughs> absolutely loves it. You know, speaking of fire, I'd, you know, oh. a, 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 a classic previous Normandy 44 one was uh, which we don't really do anymore, but was always put in uh. We used to have bangers that we used to bring back from France, or you know, the guys would be sat there and there'd be thirty of us, forty of us around a campfire, yeah. big, big campfire. And guys would just be putting blank rounds on the fire. And <laughs> no, it's anyone listening. We know. I know it's I know it's dangerous. We know we shouldn't do it. But you try telling drunk Phil that after ten times, <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work, right? So we're all sat sort of sat around the fire and you know, this one guy opens a you know a fistful of of blank rounds and says, <laughs> like, Should I, should I, should I? And so, but you were saying, don't do it, don't do it. You could kill somebody, you could have an eye out, which is obviously always the conversation inevitably after it happens. Well, not somebody's having their eye out, but after these uh, rounds inevitably find their way accidentally onto the fire and within about 30 seconds of the extreme heat of the fire, bang!
1: (laughs) (laughs) They only pop slightly, they don't go off like massive. Oh my
0: God, yeah. Somebody inevitably absolutely cacking themselves (laughs) and falling off a chair or whatnot. And I guess putting... The other thing we used to always do as well, people around the campfires, walk around them, you know, I'm, you'd say I'm going off to the toilet and come back and, um, you know, put a banger underneath somebody's chair and wait for that to go off and see what the reaction would be. That was always a, a great thing outside of the uh, campfire as
1: well. thing is, you've got to remember, I think a lot of the lads, you know, we've we've grown up together for the past 15, 20 years. So we're actually in our youth. We were, you know, really quite silly young really. Uh, and some of the lads, you know, 17, 16, coming through the ranks. But, you know, you'd look at some of the NCOs and of course our officer and he'd be sitting there and he's frowning going, what are you doing? But you know, underneath he's laughing. You can see his stomach actually churning, but he's, he's kind of keeping the straight face saying, not funny. Don't do that again. (laughs) Fucking can't. (laughs) Definitely. But but I think, I think think we should go back to person X. Go on. Come call. Person X.
0: Person X. Okay. We've got
1: got like, we've,
0: Half my story is about Person X. Um, you know, and I was just thinking about the last event that we actually put Blank Rounds in the Fire in the same event. Person X is involved probably in the next three stories. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to take, uh, take rank on these ones, pull rank on these ones. So the first story of Person X at that same event, uh, which was the Victory Show, I think in 2016 or 17. Uh, he, as we've mentioned, he does get a bit merry after a few drinks and he goes from this sort of merry, merry, chatty, chatty person just to... Extreme, uncontrollable person X. Yeah, Um, is. where he just has so much energy and he's he's quite a big man person X. He's probably about six foot three, um, you know, hundred kilos plus sort of thing, you know, big, big guy, mm. uh, very, very strong guy. And this guy is uh, dancing rather rigorously on the dance floor at the Victory Show, and people are looking at him. And you know, this it's fair to say at the B-tensor, especially the Victory Show, this sort of uh it's, it's very much 40s dancing and swing dancing and jive and all that sort of stuff until probably like 10 11 p.m where it sort of kicks into a bit more yeah. modern and ska music and rock music and things like that so around 9 p.m people are generally doing a bit of you know couples swing dancing that you know there's people dressed up as a navy and hawaiian shirts and they're swinging themselves around i'm doing a bit of a dance now as i speak and <laughs> and this guy person x sort of you know, runs and slides into the dance floor, like a six year old on his knees at, a, at a, you know, <laughs> a, a, his cousin's birthday party. And he's dancing so much and try, sort of trying to flex and slide on his knees and all sorts on the dance floor. He's got no rhythm. He stands, up, he stands up after a particular uh, dance move and he's split of his original pair of walls. It's probably like the third time he's done this <laughs> and it's split pretty much from the front to the back and everything is out. It's sort of like, the two legs are attached to the waistband at the top, but in the middle, it's just like completely open. Chaps. <laughs>
1: so so, Cowboys. Yeah, yeah.
0: So he's got, it's like, he's like the first ever person to wear an original pair of 1937 wool chaps. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's dancing about and we're all like, um, person X, you're, um, you know, you're meeting two veg, you're pretty much hanging out. With him here. Like, can you sit down? Like, honestly, sort yourself out. Honestly. Yeah. Sort yourself out. I mean, that that was that's just that's just one of person x one out of three there um second of person x at the same event but i think the next year he got to the same uncontrollable stage again we're around the campfire and he just nudges me i say nudges me knocks me over because he's that bloody strong um and he says let's go let the guy ropes down on so-and-so's tent i said what he said let's go let the guy ropes down on so-and-so's tent and so-and-so is a man who is uh, a very kind man in our group. He uh, he does a lot for the group and he's just gone to bed because um, he's tired and he's not a big drinker and it's about 11 o'clock. So what does, uh, what does Person X convince me to do and go and help him with him? To let the guy ropes down on this poor man's tent. So he's got an original small wall. He's in his tent. He's gone to bed because he's had enough. And Person X is there. Come on taking the guy ropes down this tent. So the full tent just collapses on him. You know, every, anyone that has a small wall knows that those four corner pegs <laughs> control your tent. And the next thing you know, this poor guy's in his tent and the full small wall is just collapsed on top of him. And the poor guy was just so upset that he couldn't even be able to say anything. He just laid there while his tent was laid on top of him.
1: <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Did, did he find out ridiculous. who it was? Um, you, did, you helped him I put mean, it back he, up, surely?
0: We, I mean, we did put it back up because about the, a minute after we'd done that, we just realized that no matter how pissed we were, it was a very nasty and mean thing to do. So, I mean, I'm not sure if he listens, but um, I'm sure he'll know who it was now. Uh, you know, to, to so-and-so person, very, very sorry for doing that. It was the alcohol talking and not us, but it was a rather humorous uh, occasion at the time. And, uh, and on a more X-rated note uh, for Person X, and uh, it, Person X is probably not going to thank me for telling this story, but... Person X will also thank me for, uh, for, for disguising his uh, his name um, as well, or his identity on this occasion as well. So has anyone been to Stoney? I'm saying that as all people are listening. Loads of people have been to Stoney. Big yeah. military affair. Big, big military affair. And we all generally go in civic kit, wearing an M41 or a 43 or something similar. And we stay in a hotel, which is basically on site where the military fair is. And uh, I'm sharing a room with Person X unfortunately i don't know why after the piss stories that we told earlier but anyway i'm showing a room with person x and he gets to the stage again that i've mentioned that he gets to the uncontrollable stage he's you know he, he's just you can't control him so we've sent him to bed <laughs> we've took him back to the room we've opened him up and we have said there there person x lie down here and go to sleep like you would with a baby yeah <laughs> a very large baby so we've put person x to bed And he's very drunk. So after about two hours, it's about, you know, one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I better go check on person X because we're still at the bar drinking at this point. So, and I'm thinking maybe he's pissed himself or he's misbehaving or whatever he might be doing. So I walk into the room and I can hear a noise and I haven't got any of the lights on. So I'm thinking, well, what's that noise in here? And I can just see this glow in the corner of the room. Do you know when you can sort of see somebody (laughs) on the phone, right? So I'm going, hello? hello <laughs> thinking like who's in the room with me because I can hear another voice right and I can hear a female voice yeah so I'm thinking who's he in here with the lights are off like and there wasn't there wasn't a shape in the bed so he's not in the bed right so I'm like what is going on there's, there's no there's like two twin beds there's nobody in the bed and I can hear a female's voice and I can see a glow in the corner of the room so I'm thinking what is going on here and I'm like I didn't put the light on at this stage so anyway I sort of see this figure as your eyes are just you know See this figure in the corner of the room, and it's Person X, and he's laid on the floor, and the glow is actually the glow of his form, which is which is laid on his chest after he's fell asleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no.
0: Now, no, Person Now, Person X is just laid on the floor, completely yeah. on the floor. When there's a good bed there, and his mobile phone is on him, and the female voice I hear is uh, an actress. I call a performer, an actress, should I say? of um a rather famous um um, adult entertainment website and he's got it he's got it on like full blast and he's been watching this uh this adult entertainment video after he's had a few drinks laying down asleep and it's a pretty it's a pretty extreme adult entertainment video and he's just laid there like fast asleep And I'm like, I dare even wake him up. So it's just like, turn the volume down on his phone because it was blasting and just go back to the bar. And and to to be fair, we just laughed about it so much the next day. But the fact that he was just asleep on the floor, just watching this and fell asleep was just absolutely hilarious. The poor guy.
1: Oh no, the shame of it.
0: Shame, sure, shame. Sure. Anyway, I think um, oh. that's that, that's most of the person X um, ones out there. And sorry, person X for uh, there's a few. But reason, I'm not going to mention some of those f- things.
1: There's one no, more, but I, I bear not. I don't know. It's <laughs> it was just Normandy, person X and me. He came into my room and oh yeah, I, yeah. I think you could mention this one because this one is pretty hilarious. If it's a video, I'm thinking. Jeez, and I'm sad. I think I'm getting changed, and he comes in. and He goes, I ah, yeah, yeah, right. And I'm like, all right, yeah. He goes come here gives a hug i love you i love you (laughs) he starts trying to hug me and he's trying to bear hug me and all this and i'm half naked you know with my pants on and half a t-shirt trying to get changed the guy's just absolutely just he's he's got this great big heart and you know it's just fun and games but you're thinking i'm i'm only five seven five eight get away from me you're huge
0: (laughs) you know definitely do you remember um do you remember the Yorkshire wartime experience? Uh, Yorkshire wartime experience tank event with a guy who jumped off the tank.
1: Um, he he really hurt himself. It was bad. <laughs> if <it's, laughs> if it's, this is the one we
0: thinking about, so so that we we came back to camp right, and there was a guy. <laughs> there, was, there was there was another group sat on uh, sat on the tank right that we had at the time in the group. Yeah, and we told him to uh, we told them to get off the tanks, and uh, I don't know if you remember, but the guy said um the the leader of their groups that they they were trained in uh, in mounting and dismounting tanks.
1: Well, that's what he said. Remember that? That's yeah. what he
0: said. And uh, and then so the obviously the leader of our group told them to piss off and to get off the tank because it wasn't theirs. So this guy jumped off the tank, didn't he? And considering he was trained, and he ripped <sighs> his trousers for the full way down, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I thought he gashed his leg or something, you know, because he got caught on that kind of. I, sp- I suppose part of the the armor, you know
0: oh my god Jesus Christ honestly and that was absolutely hilarious the fact that this guy's like I'm trained in getting off tanks and yeah. he proceeds to jump down and rip his entire trousers open and just be sort of left with a pair of skiddies on
1: should we and say what know. unit what unit was that go on it was 101st wasn't it was he 101st yeah, yeah. yeah The uh, there was another one at the same event um, one of the other lads was over by some tanks and there was a, a, a fella talking to him I think it was on a Cromwell I can't remember now And he he ended up just jumping off. Well, he didn't exactly land right. I think his whole body went forward when he hit the ground and his legs just stuck into the dirt and he ended up getting a compound fracture. Well, we ended up having to, we ended up having to um, come back. Someone came back to the camp and said, is there a doctor or anyone medically trained? And our Philip, it was, yeah, it was our Philip because he obviously is a medical illustrator and he um, he knows the ins, ins and outs of, Kind of the anatomy and everything else, and he, uh, he is actually first aid trained. First aid trained, anyway. He ran over, you know. So you got this guy who actually reenacts a medic uh, being called upon to actually <laughs> administer something. He turned up, and went, "Yeah, that's definitely not me. I am no way, no way, Chad. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, a couple turned up, and I'll, I'll say I won't mention the names, but this husband and wife couple turn up. They're dressed as German kind of soldiers. And they're actually surgeons <laughs> and they saved his life. Bloody hell. They actually saved his life because um, if I'm not mistaken, it was either an ear, ear ambulance or a paramedic got there as quick as, but Philip, because he obviously kept in touch and knew something about the whole situation, he, he nearly he nearly died, the guy. So it's not funny, but the point is at the time, I mean, he sat there thinking- But hey, when the it... Charles was ripped off, it was funny. Yeah. You got this guy who's a reenactor, bloody being called upon because he's got an armband that says you know first aid red cross on it (laughs) are you a a real medic (laughs) diffies some people but no oh god so So, go on on.
0: so many of these stories involve alcohol but um, uh, that's still probably the best of the hobby I mean we we haven't mentioned um, our friend Ricky and uh, the famous uh, the famous snoring that this guy has
1: he's just unbelievable (sighs) he's like a bear
0: you know it's you don't want it let's describe Ricky I mean Ricky's a great pal of ours so we can say this and I'm sure he won't mind no Ricky's quite a small gent um you know he's what five six five seven something like that and this snoring that comes out of him is like nothing you've heard in your entire bloody life (laughs) you know and I've had the unfortunate occasion of sleeping next to him on certain occasions yeah and it's it's dreadful but this one particular, I uh, do you remember, um, at, at a certain event, we won't say which event, but at a certain event, we stay in a bit of a sort of community type hall. Um, and at this event, we were staying there and we're in a camp bed in the sort of communal room. And it was unbearable, wasn't it? It was absolutely unbearable. <laughs> so the guys decided, we've had enough of this. We've absolutely had enough of this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so sort I of like
0: that. six guys one sort of one to each corner and one to the middles of this cot bed and the guys just picked him up and he didn't even realize he just picked him up and they carried him and they put him in the corridor of this thing you know in the freezing cold and the poor guy woke up like half an hour later like for fuck's sake why have you all put me in the corridor it was absolutely hilarious like six of us just picking him up in this actual world war ii bloody cot bed taking about putting him outside the side that We're was actually
1: hilarious that Do you was- know what? we've had some good laughs uh, up in Uh, Pickering as well at the end of the season for us Um, we've had some laughs with the guys over at Das Reich Uh, the evening during the day we have a bit of a giggle you know I think one of the funniest things I did uh, one of the first things I did which was ridiculous was one of our kind of NCOs a guy called Mick Mac. he was really full on to be fair and he was like "Right, Andy come with me we're going to take this right flank of this area move in on Das Reich We were at Leversham, you know, the train, uh, the line, the station that they hold, and we're going to come in around the rear and all the rest of it. He said, that that river there, that's okay. Just walk through it. No. You know, this is where you listen to someone and realise that was the worst thing you've ever done. The worst of it was, was I was walking, it was getting to my knees. I thought, this is stupid. Put my rifle above my head. It was something kind of like Vietnam. Walking through this thing, it got right up to me midriff, then up to my chest, and I realised, Oh bollocks, me mobile phone. <laughs> 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 mobile phone. Uh and you, you end up forgetting that you're in World War 2 in any capacity and you end up jumping out thinking, "What's up? What's up?" Me mobile phone. <laughs> it's like, you know, sudden money oh, oh, wallet yeah. all the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the stark contrast between wartime and modern uh, day.
1: I know. But uh, you know, we've had some good laughs. So when the um the end of the day um finishes and it's about five, six, and we end up getting suited and booted after getting showered up and going into uh, Pickering itself and finding a bar, which we we tend to, you know, do a little bit of a, a tour and then end up at one particular bar that has a, a pool table. And it's just so relaxed because of the amount of guys that we are. We end up kind of populating this, this area. And what happens in this area, it's just, I've, I've only been looking at photographs about an hour ago. And it's just, I don't know what we're doing, but we're all laughing our heads off. Wow, these photographs were all giggling or you know tits. I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I just remember having such a good laugh in the at this, these um events. You know, just brilliant. Absolutely,
0: so many more. I, I think we might have to extend this and and have some of the other guys um, on the show to sort of bring along some of their own memories as well because we've got through quite a few pretty quickly there. But um, yeah, let, let's let's extend this into a. A, a part two and a, and, a, and a part three i think potentially as well and just some sort of that we've on.
1: got to keep quiet about though to be fair i think you and i need to discuss one or two because it might upset a few people although <laughs> i can't see how we can upset anyone else with what we've spoken oh, about
0: absolutely absolutely And i thought just to end uh end today's episode as well uh we've just had a few um a few q and a's uh sent in which we can answer which are always good too um So we've got a few here. So the first one we've had is from Josh S four nine two six on Instagram, who's asked how was our Christmas. I think we've answered that pretty good. Um, I think you know one thing I probably want to mention um, is is uh, Christmas Eve. I think this year was a little bit different for me.
1: Um, (laughs) Was for me as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, Well, why was it different for you?
0: Um, Usually it's you know it's going to the pub at lunchtime and staying there until you get booted out, and you know I'm walking home and. and, and sleeping it off for the morning. But, you know, this year I decided, right, I've mentioned Thorne on T Cemetery is a oh, it's yeah. a place that I usually do a lot of, um, I've done ceremonies before for, for sort of airmen and, and people like that and had uh, remembering ceremonies there. And this year I decided to um, to light a candle for every single German and British airmen and uh, airmen and woman that were that, that buried in that cemetery. Um, there's a lot of infantry as well. So there's 91 graves in total. So, um, you know, brought yeah. a load of uh, candles down and lit a candle there for every single person um in the freezing cold and rain it was snowing actually on christmas Eve, which was which is quite nice but you know just standing back and seeing all the candles lit was was absolutely beautiful and it you know got picked up a fair bit of attention in there in the local press which was great well done. um you know and it wasn't it wasn't for a um you know a personal um i guess what i'm saying here is it isn't this isn't a personal crusade um but it was you know i've never felt i, I put an instagram post yesterday just saying i'd never felt as close to the guys and girls that were laid In that cemetery, and after you know visiting that cemetery for twenty plus years now, yeah, I've never felt closer than I do to those guys, and I almost know the names off by heart now in those rows. And you know, it was a really nice thing to do, and I think it's something I'll keep doing every Christmas Eve. And I'm just sort of hoping that if you know if that can just spur on, like they do in Holland, just for 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 other cemeteries and counties and towns to do the same thing, then then hopefully it will uh, it will bring a sort of spirit of remembrance. You know, Richie,
1: well done because I knew you were going to do this and. You've done a few things like this in the past, and you know you, you don't go publicising it. You tell one or two lads uh, who are obviously interested, and we do find it very interesting. But while you were doing that on uh, Christmas Eve, I was at a church on Christmas Eve uh, in Prescott, mm-hmm. just outside Mersey, well in Merseyside, and there was a sign, and I've never seen this sign before, and it said, "British Commonwealth War Graves," mm. and. I think it is a new addition and it made me think about you and what you've done. And I thought, you know what, before too long, I'm going to get my butt down there with some candles, some kind of remembrance. You know, it doesn't even have to be an anniversary. It could be new year. I don't know, but I'm going to try and mirror what you've done because I think, you know, the guys, the, the children in France in Normandy and in Germany, they go to the, the graves, yeah, Holland, Holland, especially Holland. Yeah. And they, they tend to these graves in a, such a, a fashion and, i don't i don't think we do that over here
0: I- no we don't and that was that was sort of it for me in a way you know i see the Do you know it was inspired by i used to be you know the they light a couple of thousand candles there and you know i just thought you know, after the year we've had you know we talked about remembrance a lot on the previous podcast and i just thought well you know put your money where your mouth is if you know if you've got nothing to do this year then then you know put it to some sort of good use and to be honest with you i didn't expect anything i'd um I, I spent some time at the cemetery sent a couple of pictures to my parents and um and by the time i'd arrived back at my house i mean this is a 120 mile round trip for me to the cemetery that, I, that i'd chosen um and by the time i got home you know there was five thousand comments and likes on on facebook and thousands of shares and it sort of gone off all over and it was great to see people interacting that might have never thought about these guys or ne- even known that they were there so it, it's about awareness and it's about um like you said, it doesn't have to be Christmas Eve. It doesn't have to be remembrance day. It can be any single day ever. Um, and, you know, don't feel like you've got to wait to go and pay respects to these people because it's, you know, there's, there's no time or place necessarily um, to remember them. I mean, unless you're wearing a hundred and first uniform then don't do that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend everyone to do it. It's it's uh, it was very humbling, put it that way, you know, usually Christmas is a time for thinking about presents and, you know, uh, being with your own friends and family, but to spend it thinking about those lads and, and ladies that were buried there was, was yeah, Special. was yeah, pretty good. Um, but next questions that we've had, um, Mr. Jay Lees asks, um, have you ever thought of quitting the hobby and what keeps you
1: going? Um, the people actually for me, um, mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned only recently, you know, it doesn't matter kind of what uniform I'm wearing and representing. It's about being with the the guys and the girls. Uh, that's what I love about it to be fair and Mm. the history of course and the remembrance and the what we try and do and the education Mm. but it's it's the people it's the people what about you absolutely um
0: I I thought about quitting a lot of times you know there is times where I think when you've come back from a long weekend away um you know you've got a busy week ahead with work or whatever it might be and you think well what 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 do I do this for and as you mentioned then you look back at the pictures and the memories and we have these conversations about Mm. the fun times and and that brings you back, and you know, I think probably more recently in the last twelve to eighteen months, the the negative stereotypical, discriminative view of of, of interest in World War Two history is um, yeah. is something that that does make you sort of slightly question it, which is sad. Um, but ultimately, as you mentioned there, I think it's all about remembrance, and that that is ultimately what will always drive my my interest to keep going. Is is for people to remember and to uh, and for us to sort of inspire the next generation. I think as yeah, well, definitely. Um, let's have a little look we've got a couple more questions here um, Dutch Para asks what is your opinion on World War 2 airsoft if done well
1: um, for me I've never done airsoft um, I can't really give um, an opinion on it um, I know that I've got friends who are in the hobby and they do it and it, you know I, haven't, I don't know it's, it's it's fun I guess I don't know It's up to you. I say it's indifferent. I'm indifferent. I'm I'm totally on the fence on this one. What about you?
0: Mm. It's a bit of an opinion divider, isn't it? I mean, I think the general consensus is that it's a bit of a farby thing because the guys aren't worried about historical accurateness. They're just sort of wearing kit that they think is cool because it's, you know, it's more about the experience than it is Mm. the accuracy of it because it's not a public event. So... I've never done it. I would quite like to do it in a way because you can, you can be tactical and you can, I guess, um, those events are maybe just as frequent as reenacting events. So maybe you can be involved, I guess, in the hobby a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just don't know how I'd feel about the rest of the guys being in horrific webbing and, and things like that. So I don't know. Do you know what? It's very, much I find that it's a, it's a bit of an in, into reenacting, you know, people are sort of brought in from the side of this hobby through, um, Airsoft uh, so into reenacting and, and generally it's a very steep learning curve for those people there, but I'm all for anything that will bring people into this hobby and increase its popularity and its awareness, um, and the, the population of reenactors around the world. So for me, yeah, it's great. Um, anything like I said, that brings people in is, uh, is a plus in my book as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. we've also had a question from Russ the epic on Instagram who okay. asks, um, Starting your own group? Question mark. So I'm assuming Russ uh, is wondering about. Um, let's have a little look here. Um, good, good, things for starting your own group. I mean, I guess for me, for thinking about starting your own group, you're thinking about uh, well, firstly what what, what you're gonna is it is it a British? Is it American? Is it German? Is there a particular unit? Mm. Um, is it guys? Is it girls? Is it is it a mixed group? Uh, there's a whole horse. I mean, I think the best thing piece of advice I could probably offer to anybody starting their own group is to try and build a foundation with like minded friendship group um and, and sort of go from there really.
1: I'd listen to our episode with uh, Dale Davison because mm. um he talks about how he started the group normally Forty Four. You know, so there's lots of information on there, but it's about mm. the people. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Um, And Mr. Jay Lees also asks on Instagram, name a scene in a movie that best represents your
1: reenacting group. Oh, (laughs) you know what? I I can't answer that. Well, I I do. I've got an idea, but I can't because it's so, it is a bit of a misrepresentation. But for me, when we've done events in the evening or at the end, end part of the day, there is a scene in the movie, and I think, yeah, that's about right. But apart from that, I'm not even going to mention the film. It's a bit glib in reflection, but what go about on. you? Do you know what? It's a, I love this film. It's a guilty pleasure. A bit like your Pearl Harbor, right? But Kelly's Heroes, the scene where we first meet Oddball's crew, and they're all lounging around drinking wine and cheese, and I've got a spit on the, uh, go, on the go, you know, the fire. I just think, mm. although... That's we don't look like that, but I know if I want to lounge around with my mates, that would happen if that makes sense. Because in the evening we do sit around a campfire, we have our chairs, we have our beer, we have a bit of food, and we do just literally chill and have a laugh. And for me, that was kind of like the epitome because in any war film, you don't tend to see a lot of people just doing a bit of R and R. And if it is R and R, it's not like that. <laughs> yeah, if that makes sense. yeah,
0: definitely. I think that probably brings us on to the last sort of funny, funniest bit. I think um yeah. which is there's no sort of specific memory because there's probably too many to mention there but um that social sort of appeal that you just mentioned there mm. we used to have these party tents at the victory show yeah where we'd put and war and peace where we would put anyone that knows the size of a squad tent it's uh, it's the size of two pyramidals um and twice as high and we would put two squad tents together so you've got sort of four pyramidals together um twice as high and we've got smoke machines in there we've got lasers we've got you know dj decks in there and we'd have basically hundreds of reenactors in these squad tents yeah yeah just yeah. absolutely partying um and again i probably couldn't name a specific scene in a in a, in a world war Two film but perhaps you know plenty of other party films where it would be like that for us and there was all sorts of things there was fallouts, just people climbing up poles there was um you know just crazy germans dancing with british and you know to very strange songs and I think that's probably um, one of the sort of final funniest memories for us is just just every single one of those parties I think that we had was, we were just absolutely fantastic and hilarious.
1: Yeah. They always started out with kind of traditional wartime music and then would end up with YMCA and you know, no one, it's a guilty pleasure. No one wants to own it in their record collection, but everybody knows the lyrics and the dance. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, But you know, I think we'll return at some point in the next few weeks with, with part two of this, probably with one or two of the other guys in there. Um, but we want to know your funniest memories too you know we don't want to just keep this between ourselves let us know your funniest bits you know we will perhaps do an episode of sharing your funniest bits on there as well because uh That's you know amazing. this is a is a, a community uh and of course we're looking for some more guests on the show as well so if you're interested do hit us up oh sorry and finally just um any of our listeners on uh, on any podcast suppliers out there if you could just hit follow or a little like or a quick uh, five star review on the podcast as well that'll be fantastic I'll help us get up the rankings there as well um but in the meantime um we're a few days away from new year presumably we won't get around to recording another podcast before then so we hope that everybody has a wonderful new year i don't know about you andy but i'm very much looking forward to this one
1: i am yeah but you know what it'll be very small in attendance but it'll be meaningful
0: absolutely i'm not a new year kind of person but i think this year is uh gonna be pretty momentous i think in uh, in the whole sort of concept of uh, new year's and new year's resolutions this year
1: yeah totally okay well look enjoy the rest of your evening old sports
0: and uh, we will speak to you all again soon
1: yeah catch you later guys
0: take care guys goodbye